Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the WDF1 podcast. And as you might well see on our faces, we all have smiles, smiles for the Austrian Grand Prix. Do you? Not just because we've had too much coffee. Actually, we have a good race to talk about. I'm Matt. I'm Tommy. And I'm Jess. And yeah, I'm just really glad that I've, well, I, I don't know, you two might have loads of negative points to bring up, but I feel like today is going to be a really nice... short podcast because last it's a good time race. we did an hour and yeah. 20 or something on a really dull race, so pressure's on. Yeah, because usually whenever it's a really good race, we just talk like really, really quickly and then we're done in 40 minutes. But if it's a rubbish race, hour and a half, easy. But we love Formula One today, don't we? We do. We do. It's been wonderful. So some three-word race reviews. Pepe Dolecki, I love F1. Isn't it great to see stuff like that? Jacko underscore Heitbrink, best race 2019. And Juan Pintoff, better without Mercedes. That's a, uh, that's a curveball, that one, isn't it? But um, what a race we had for the Austrian Grand Prix. I think, it's, I think it felt even better after France when we had probably not one of the worst races we've ever seen, but it was a very dull race. Exactly. And it was kind of a tipping point for a lot of people, wasn't it? It was like, wow, when is this season going to get good and then we have Austria which I think again we had kind of low expectations we were like okay maybe it'll be all right maybe we'll be okay but after qualifying we knew it was going to be a banger didn't we well actually for me it was after practice I knew it was going to be banging um and just just because no one got oops I'm already tearing apart I'm that excited four words and you've collided into your microphone already (laughs) why do I always do this you'd think I'd have learnt by now it's only good races we beat up the microphones yeah only good races because we get so excited no but it was no one got a clean run so it was one of those ones where you're like "Mm, if they don't get a good practice run then usually that means an interesting quality and if we get an interesting quality then hopefully we get an interesting race so it was good you Tommy you were very happy I loved it you said you were standing up for the last 10 laps weren't you I was I uh, was yes stood up thinking oh my god this is such a good race it was it reminded me of a sort of 2012 era Pirelli race where you don't really know what's happening and everyone's on different strategies and then it comes Mm. to a sort of crescendo at the end and everyone and it worked perfectly the fact that it went right down to the wire on the different strategies and yeah when when Verstappen was coming through the field and it was like oh he could win this I was stood up watching. Yeah, in front I was of the sat down. I you sat down crying. I imagine I wasn't standing up. In no, you weren't. You weren't sat down. Excitement. You were in the fetal position, right? <laughs> <laughs> that was at the end in, uh, when the podium occurred. Uh, Tommy, that actually probably links quite well into your three-word race review and uh, gets us started. Yeah. So, it, so discussion. my three-word race review is everything we wanted, and that's, Tell me more. that's not a Max Verstappen victory. That is just <laughs> that's everything I wanted, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> that, that is just in general the race because. People will say, oh, well, you said F1 was rubbish last week, and now you're saying yeah. it's amazing. You know, we have good and bad races, and I don't want to be negative and say it's papering over the cracks, but that race was everything in the last podcast we said we wanted to happen. We got drivers on different strategies. It's something I take. I messaged you, didn't I, and yeah, said, um, why is it every time we do a podcast about how bad F1 is, the next race is an absolute banger basically it's a shame they haven't dropped Monaco yet because otherwise uh, that would have yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is but... this how you're trying to fill the podcast Matthew? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just trigger me about Monaco every it's few fine. minutes we're going to come <laughs> clashing a yeah. few times in this podcast I think um, but no is that everything we said in the last podcast about what we wanted to see from a Formula 1 race people starting on different tyres it happened people on different strategies it happened people pitting on different lap times and lap times, lap time, laps. sorry, just different laps. <laughs> yeah, different uh, laps yeah. And you know, the, 
you just didn't know what was going to happen. You no. didn't know who was going to win until two laps from the end, which is what you want from Formula One. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I don't think they... Obviously, we, we had a lot of ideas. I told you that was going to happen. Right, OK. So we've got <laughs> Jess who smashed the microphone. Now you have. Now it's just me to wipe my microphone to the ground. Oh, God. Um, yeah, obviously, not everything we asked for happened in Austria. But like in terms of the tyre strategies, definitely, you know, it was that element of surprise and the element you of... You asked for Mercedes not, not to turn up, which they didn't, hey, to be I fair. I mean, to be fair, Mercedes were... I mean watching their onboards was actually quite scary for them i mean uh, i've got a fun, very funny tweet about which I'll, I'll come on to a bit later but in terms of like mercedes really were in ultra management mode when you go on board with them and they were lifting and coasting 500 meters into the corner i remember just going on board with hamilton and going wow he's already off the throttle going to turn three and it just shows that we just need a lot of hot races and then yeah well, so I've, Singapore should be good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, again, I mean, that might be a reason why they haven't been so good uh, in, in previous years, even though they did pretty well last year. Um, at Seferaba underscore 79 says, is this a race where F1 starts to change? Mm. I don't think so. No. I, again, because it's, it's... Yeah, you're right. It's an anomaly. It's one of those ones where a little bit like... I, get, I, get, I was trying to think of like the, the closest example, but we've had very we've had a lot of races where there have been circumstances that haven't been within the sports control going on, such as the heat. Like Austria's, I just said like you can hit me now. Huh? I just said like okay, no abuse yeah, on the podcast. Thank you. I've um, written in my notes not to say when we turn off the camera. So yeah, like... it's it wasn't meant to be that hot this time of year, but it was. That gave us Mercedes with ultra cooling problems and tyres that no one knew how they were going to act out on a race stint. And again, I guess with other things as well, um, it's definitely one of those standout ones. I hope it, I hope it F1 learned from it. You know, you know, similar to, I think it was 2010 Canadian Grand Prix when you had the Bridgestones, we talked about it on the That Time mm. When podcast. Um, that was a race that triggered this Pirelli era, I guess. And mm. they said, this is what we want F1 to be. I hope they look at this race and go, this is what we need because, you know, different tyre strategies can happen. They need to make sure that happens again. And I know it was an, an anomaly because of the heat, but, but what they can realistically, tyres made that race really good. Yeah, absolutely. It was good. the unpredictability, which comes back to limiting practice and that sort of stuff because yeah. it, they didn't know how the tyres were going to last in 51 degree track mm, temperatures exactly. and you know Ferrari obviously which I was actually surprised about in Q2 when they went for the soft tyres everyone else pretty much going for the mediums and I think it even showed in the race that maybe they'd just slightly misjudged it because they didn't manage to go as far and then they misjudged or Charles said in his post-race interview he thought the hards would have gone further than they did and then he lost tire life and and that's what ultimately lost so him much the Grand better Prix. when they don't know that's the thing so, yeah. yeah and, and, and even that, Vettel he ended up doing a two-stop and he was on uh I can't remember what tires he started on but he was coming through the field and it just shows softs. he was on he was on soft well. yeah so you know people can take a gamble if you let them choose what tires yeah they want to start on and I'm then a, you get a mixed up absolutely strategy. I remember when um Lando came out on mediums mm after his stop and I was like what the hell yeah that's like a really doing? Yeah. he did 45 laps on them yeah. towards the end of the race and it it, it, it it was just great to see that the different teams could manage the different compounds differently which is 
Tommy and you guys are yeah. saying is just gives us such a much more interesting race. Absolutely. It, it, it just shows hands down that it is the unpredictability. If we have that, we'll have much better races. When the teams haven't calculated every single lap, exactly when they're all going to pit, and as you said in the last, last one, Tommy, when they all pit in the same lap, it's just dull. And it's, yeah, you had a Red Bull winning the race, said. which I think in 20 degree less te- track temperature, we're not getting. We're probably getting a Mercedes winning without the overheating issues. So I feel like we had the very same uh, conversation. I think it was America last, Kota last year, uh, we had that absolutely amazing yeah. race and we were talking about how good it was because the teams didn't know what the best strategy was. Practice again in that weekend mm. got, you know, it was abrupt. And it was they rained didn't, off, Yeah, it was rained it? off, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, it just made the race really good. Yeah, it so was... Uh, please, ditch. please ditch practice. Yeah, <laughs> or at least have just one, just one sesh. It's fine. Yeah. Would anyone think that the first team to win other than Mercedes would, would be a Red, a Red Bull? Bull? Absolutely not. Um, although we, we kind of saw that Verstappen was putting in some really good performances, obviously Tommy being the, the flag holder for that one. But and I, I agree, you know, you know, Verstappen has been putting in some great performances and then out of nowhere, you have to say, like obviously when he dropped back at the start, not a chance anyone thought Maxwell has a, still a chance to win this. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, Max might get a B in ABCDF1 this week because that's <laughs> the, probably one of the first major mistakes he's made. Yeah. Or yeah, I guess the practice crash as well. But he's had a bit of a messy weekend and then pulls out probably the best performance of his career. And I, and I think the, the, the big thing as well, not only the teams didn't know, but pretty much everyone watching didn't know as well because I didn't spot Verstappen having any chance of winning no. up until, oh my God, he's behind Bottas. And yeah. you're like, he is absolutely flying. And then we see, oh my God, he's, t- he's got 10 lap fresher tyres. He could win this. He's, yeah. he's going to win this. And... Cue me standing up in front of my TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's lying you, down. Yeah, no, I was just my heart rate honestly went up. More I did. And more and I more did feel a... for Charles, but it's it's one of those things. I, I read it on Twitter that uh, I always put F one first in terms of what I want. I just want. I just yeah. want to see a good race. Uh, and you know, even if I was a Mercedes fan, I want. I would want it to be close. I, yeah. I just want to see exciting because, racing yeah. and. People and, you're an F1 fan yeah. at the end of the day. And when the race started, I thought it was going to be between Leclerc and Verstappen. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I'd like to see Leclerc win his first race. Yeah. But then when Verstappen was coming through the field, it was yeah. this would be really good yeah. to watch if he if he does it. So the the dot smartest idiot says, How much did Matt cry after Verstappen beat Charles? <laughs> Obviously a, a, a question that a lot of you guys came in with. Um to be honest, obviously I was a little bit disappointed. Um but at the end of the day, as you say, you know, you know I, I would love to see Charles do well. That, don't get me wrong. We're F1 fans. We're not the traditional sports media where, you know, we're, we're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's Charles is, yeah, someone that I, I very much kind of would like to see do well. That's, yeah. that, that's something that's, that's uh, clearly out there. But at the same time, I, I'm the same as you. I would love to see just a good race. So yeah. uh, for me, I was disappointed, but at the same time, you have to like very much take your hat off for, for Max's performance because it was unbelievable. So so when Charles got overtaken, obviously, you know, it's kind of like, well, that was a little bit close. But for me, you know, the actual in- incident in lap 69 was racing. You yeah. know? And uh, Max said it very well. You know, we shouldn't just go home if uh, if you're not allowed to do a little bit of wheel banging. I think um, David Coulthard does something similar on the Channel 4 coverage uh, that along the lines of, if that's a penalty, it's been nice knowing you, Ben, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, because it's yeah, it's getting ridiculous. But I think 
many people were surprised to see your tweet after the race yeah. that you weren't in the... Uh, I know, because obviously people just, think, just think I'm blinded by fanboyness, but that's not it. You know, I, I like Charles and that's it. And that kind of ties into my three-word race review of Max won fairly. Um, genuinely, let, let's chat about the, the incident a bit and see what you guys think. But for me, obviously, I made it very incident. clear. I made it very clear that it was... I can see why Charles was upset after lap 68 when it was almost the same thing and Max maybe stupidly left some room and I don't know I mean Shah must have got some sort of Mario Kart boost out of that corner because I thought it was done his his defending was star quality yeah lap 68 was unbelievable especially because considering when you saw so many of the other overtakes that happened they'd been made to look easy either because it was a limping Mercedes or you know slower cars and but he got he he got to to Charles and you were like, right, he's going to get this done, no problem. And you did think he'd got him on mm. turn three and you were like, oh gosh, this is, that's it, he's got it. And he came back, Charles yeah. came back and kept his position. I didn't see that coming when, you know, he had the fresher tyres and was gaining It was seconds incredible. I was like, how's he got out the corner quicker? I know, yeah. how? And it also showed how quick and, the Ferraris and, and the straight line. And had DRS as well. Yeah, and, and he still pulled away in, out of that sort of first part of turn three. Because one thing uh, I actually wrote down that was something that I noticed that Max did, and if you watch the highlights, a lot of drivers didn't do this, but again, it kind of shows that Verstappen is doing things that you can imagine sort of like Hamilton and Alonso would do this kind mm. of thing as well. He was actually, when he was going into turn three and he was making his moves, he was making sure he let off the brake so he didn't overtake them in the DRS activation zone. Yes, so then yeah. he'd get the DRS and be able I to pull away it, on the straight. I found it very interesting that the DRS detection zone was, was so there, far into, into the braking Into point. the braking zone. I like guess, you would expect it to be a little bit either further back or or. or I guess whatever, they put but, that there maybe with the idea that it improved racing so you... So the other person would be able to fight back with the DRS. Maybe that was their plan yeah, for that. I'd like it to be that the person that's just overtaken someone doesn't have the DRS out of the corner. Yeah. I would like it so that the other person could then fight back if if you want the race. Yeah, that's what the I DRS mean. It was it was to, quite close to the apex. So. I feel like a lot of drivers when they made that move always. I mean, there was maybe two or three that weren't, but I think mm. most of them were the person that had just done the overtake had DRS out the corner as well. So it was just stonewall done unless you're really slow in a straight line. But it's interesting actually with that incident. What did you guys think uh, before I dive into some three word race reviews about it? What was your, your thoughts on the, on, on the incident? I think everybody was pretty much decided. I saw actually very few people, mm. even on Twitter, saying that it was even a penalty. Even on Twitter. And you know it's... You know it's <laughs> You know, it's good when, when everyone's agreeing on Twitter. I, I saw very few people thinking that it was a penalty. Um, and I think, you know, I think we mentioned him quite a lot on this podcast, but he speaks a lot of sense. Karun Chandok basically came out with the best explanation, which mm. was, you know, in the old days, the driver on the outside would have had to have conceded and and gone back at, at him. He could have He could yeah. have teed himself up for turn four for a better position, but he ran out of road, didn't give in. Which I don't berate Charles for putting the car there. Yeah, because it worked the lap before. No, That's exactly. The, so know. I don't. I don't think he did anything wrong, but it wasn't a penalty. No, I um, uh, I share a slightly different view actually. Okay, which might oh, it's it a about bit to get saucy. Um, <laughs> so I do agree that Charles was absolutely brilliant on that first lap, um, and to be honest. I think he was always fighting a losing battle. Mm. I, I think even if he hadn't done it 
if he, he he'd tried to say head, yeah, he would have been got at some point. But I do think the lap 69, his defending, he made a mistake. I don't think Who he did. Charles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He went he, so far wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was he, before he the corner. He pretty much invited Verstappen. Here you go. And, and the argument that a lot of people, and one I agree with, that um, the reason why it wasn't a penalty is because as soon as Charles has gone all the way to the left, he's pretty much conceded mm. that that is Max's corner. And Max just feathers the throttle a little bit and opens the apex up a little bit. Yeah. He doesn't do what Nico Rosberg did in 2016 yeah. where he makes no attempt at all to make yeah. the corner. And he pushes, basically. Yeah. Yeah. He just opens it up, which you're allowed to do. Yeah. And there's no way Leclerc is ever going to get into that gap mm. on the outside. It's always, it's always going to happen. If anything, he needs to cut back and try to switch back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's what he was trying to do because when you look at the replays, as you say, he's gone all the way to the left, which would then make you think... He's going for the cutback to then try and get him like he did in, on lap 68 or somewhere where he gets the cutback, gets a good run and gets him into turn, is it four or five? Because there's a kink. Is it turn four or five? I, I don't know. Either way, down the hill and on the, uh, the next right-hander. But as you say, Max Max puts his car in the perfect position. Any, yeah. If he stops any he earlier and is on the curb, the club goes around the outside. The reason, yeah. the reason Max gives him, the reason it's different on the first time he does it and the reason Max gives him room is because Leclerc is pinning him on the inside. And yeah, they, they go side by side and Max leaves him room because he's Because Max was on the apex, wasn't but he? as That's soon cool. as Leclerc goes all the way to the left, Verstappen's like, all right, thank you very much. Yeah. I've got this. Max and of has course the he's room never going to dictate, give, doesn't he? Like, Leclerc is naive if he thinks that Verstappen's going to give him any room yeah. on that outside as soon as he makes that move. Actually, I don't know what you guys thought. And again, I don't, I don't think this example was a penalty either. But in terms of positioning of the cars... Did you you know Vettel's move on Norris on lap four? Mm. Yeah, he squeezes. He squeezes that Norris. That was close. He, that was almost Rosberg kind of that, vibes. That, yeah. that, that's my point. But the stewards didn't even look at that. That was yeah. just no, like, okay, see you later. Borderline. If there'd been like, because it was like very close to contact, but it but was literally, I mean, just again, okay. again, luckily nothing happened yeah. and nobody's race was impeded. But when I watched it, I was just, I yeah. did think like that, Seb, you've intentionally run him out of road That's the there. thing, you like watching, you go, oh, the move's done. Oh, he's still coming yeah, over to the left. That's, that's what <laughs> I mean. Like, that, quite, was, that was a, no, it was no, a rude overtake, no kid, yeah. like, get out the way. Yeah. Which is quite ironic because the reason the whole, you've got to give a car space and you're not allowed to push people off, um, it, it's something that two years ago people dubbed the Verstappen rule because Verstappen was doing it a lot to people. Yeah. He was doing it a lot to Vettel. <laughs> and now Vettel, Vettel's you know, learned. is one Vettel is doing it, and two Vettel is very much after what happened in Canada, saying, "Let us race, come on." But you could argue that rule has been passed because drivers were always complaining about each other. Yeah, but again, I think the major problem here was the length of time that it took <sighs> for this decision to be Jess, made. It's like you've read the podcast sheet. Uh, before we go to that question, let me just do a because uh, there was actually quite a few. Uh, I know you said you didn't see any on Twitter, but there was a lot on Instagram. Where so there? there was Revisa Matteo, I hate FIA, Gilui Bustamante, FIA against Ferrari. Then you had the other side, Red Bull, F1, Amelie. Oh, surprised that they said let them race. Uh, and then Cartmax123 said FIA did good. But there was a, there was a ton of hate our, on Instagram. Our Instagram really? poll was a was third. 30, 35% yeah, a third said, said yes uh, to a penalty. Yes to a penalty, two thirds, no. Yeah, so it was interesting. 
that quite a lot of people did think that potentially it was a penalty and, and obviously the people that feel unjustly uh, so, To be treated. fair, I will just say the people that are annoyed by it and understandably a little bit annoyed and yes, we're saying, we, we've said very much in the past that things need to be consistent and people will be annoyed because Vettel got a penalty and now it's consistent. I think it's very unfortunate that Vettel has been shafted yeah. in this situation, but we need to think... Let's hope this is the start of better days where they're going to allow better racing. Yeah. Even uh, I saw this today. So on Tom Clarkson's Twitter, uh, Bonotto himself, so the boss of Ferrari, uh, was quoted as saying, um, uh, as we often say, we should leave drivers free to fight as overall, this will be good for Formula One. So bravo to Verstappen. He drove a fantastic race and Charles opportunities will come later on yeah. so even the team principal Ferrari they've lost a win because of it but they're saying let them race this is good for not Formula. many other Ferrari principals no, would have said that would it's they? good for Formula 1 it is good it's good for Formula it's, 1 it's more open and, and honest and helps, it continues. helps the sport to move forward as well when the Ferrari principals being because my god open please can we just not have another penalty to talk about yeah, in the next it's, podcast <laughs> it's becoming it's just monotonous. becoming ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous. Uh, and Jess, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, Ethan46441 says, uh, should there be a cutoff time for stewards to make a decision during the race? I think so. This is this is difficult. And this was something that I've been quite verbal about and, and how upset I am in terms of, of how this really disrupts racing. Because it's it's ridiculous that the decision took three and a half hours to make. And the race is only an hour and a half. Yeah. So it took almost twice as long, over twice as long to decide the outcome of a penalty than the entire length of the race in which the penalty happened for what, like two seconds? It's a good job the race was so good because otherwise it would have been a bit... It would have ruined it a little bit. And I guess like for me as well, it's uh, what I hate about what currently happens, and I understand, right, there's a process... And there are, um, the media have to have their allotted times because TV have certain broadcast schedules. So if we delay the press pin and everything like that, yeah. then, then the TV schedules get absolutely messed up and there'll be uproar. Um, but the other, thing, the other thing that really upsets me is that we have the podium celebration. Yeah. And we and don't know who's won. We don't actually know who's won the race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the amount of times we've had it whereby... We have this massive celebration and then, I mean, it does, luckily it doesn't happen too often. <laughs> Mexico comes to mind. Mex- exactly, well. right? I mean, luckily in Mexico, they did it just before that they, they got on the podium. But again, I understand that if you delay too much, um, then everything falls out of whack and you can't run an event smoothly. But surely delay the podium until the decision's been made. Because how can you how can you award and how can you have all that pomp and circumstance over a provisional result? Yeah, uh, I just don't think it should take three hours. I think no, it's yeah. simple as that. Well, no, it shouldn't. But, but but the problem is is that because the drivers have the allotted media time and they have to go through um, and do all the checks and all the you know post race stuff that they still have to to finish because mm. if they're found to be underweight or you know they have to go through scrutineering to make sure no one's cheated the, 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 the thing the, is by the time they finish that yeah. and then they have the stu- the problem is the driver shouldn't have even been called to the no, stewards no they shouldn't because no, I agree no shit Verstappen is going to go it was fine and Charles is going to go no it wasn't 
and the teams that, are going to go three. The driver, our drivers anything? were in the right. What's that adding to anything? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that the whole process should be streamlined in the fact that the stewards have the final say. They exactly. look at the evidence and they look at the rule book, which maybe needs a bit streamlining itself and a bit more basic, and then they can just make the decision. I mean, when I hate to use football as an example, but you don't have each team appealing a particular well, thing. Actually, decision. No, if, they do, if they do, they get, they yeah. get, a, pe- they get yeah. a penalty. They yeah. get a fine or they get, they get sent off. They're not allowed to be at the side of the pitch. Yeah. They have to go and cool off because... The referee has the ultimate decision. And whether you agree with it or not, it's their decision. Yeah. So why should the drivers have any input? Why should the teams have any input? It, 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 it Just make the make decision. Sense. It exactly. doesn't make sense that they can fight their call for three hours because, of course, they're biased. They, like you say, they just need a referee. Maybe that's God's the sake, answer. And I think much... that's something Verstappen said uh, last race. We need one person, and we joked, we joked, didn't we, that it should be Gunther Steiner. But we do just need one person that watches that that can decide straight away and just do it. So I guess, like, not to repeat last week's podcast, FIA, just make your decisions quicker, mate, because... For the fans, for the spectacle. It It just just, doesn't make sense. And it was just really upsetting for me because, well, not only is everybody waiting for three and a half hours after after the event's finished, which is just freaking ridiculous, but how... What would have happened if they'd have awarded that penalty? Thank God they didn't, because Mm -hmm. if they had... And we'd waited that long, like surely, if if it's taken you this long to decide whether that's a penalty or not, it's not clear enough. It's not clear enough to strip someone from a victory. It's like you can't. uh, We we joked last uh, or the last time or the time before. I think it was when Chris was with us. It was that it was more like a courtroom drama. Yeah. But if a court jury can't come, in most cases, not all cases, before people start getting pedantic. (laughs) If you can't come to a unanimous decision over whether someone's guilty or not, they're not guilty. Exactly. So they should have a certain amount of time, uh, and you know, sport, any sport, referees make mistakes. Yeah, of course that's, they do. That's how that happens. But there should be in place fifteen minutes. I know they no, no one's ever going to be happy with it anyway. Some no. people will like it. Some people won't. But so why it, not just have one person? I mean, people, and then if it's if don't agree with it, then yeah. sorry, and bye. People were coming, like people were coming out were saying, well, wouldn't you rather they take much longer to make the right decision? But sometimes but no they've right taken, decision anyway. sometimes they've, they've made the decision on the spot and we've said yeah. it's right or it's, or we haven't said it's right. And sometimes they've taken three and a half hours. And in this case, we think they're right, but very easily they could have made a decision that you're not going to, no one is ever going to be happy Exactly. With any decision that's made. No, but that's what referees are for. That's exactly... It's literally, exactly at the end of the that. day, the stewards are making a decision and it's a variable decision because there's so many rules in F1 and so many different and things that can happen. It's not, it's not right or wrong. It's what yeah. the stewards decide. Exactly. So why does it matter if they take 15 seconds when they've watched all the replays? Why does it matter if they've taken three hours? But that's what I'd, I would... do it in 15 I seconds. I would love to know... And again, I don't know if it was on the um, the ex- the kind of extended FIA report on the incident because the only one we saw was it wasn't a penalty and the fake one, which said and it the fake oh Ooh, that was embarrassing, wasn't it? Proper, proper media outlets actually yeah. went for that, didn't they? So apparently, yeah, Oops. someone someone forged it, put it in in the FIA WhatsApp group, and then some journos, even though it didn't come from the FIA, yeah. certain journos and then, ran with it. And then yeah, something even up. funnier was uh, another media page said. 
Sky Sports, where I didn't see this, so I'm not blaming Sky Sports, but it was another media page that said Sky Sports are reporting that yeah. Ferrari are celebrating, celebrating in, the in the garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I then, saw that. And then people were sharing the. I was sharing. Of it. I was like, oh my god! But did they? Did they? Did, did anyone see that no, come from a Sky Sports no, it's source? Just, it's no. just trolls. It's just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, if one of their if one of their garage people saw a tweet from a journo saying yeah. this happened five, I mean, you pro- they probably would celebrate. Yeah, yeah. I Brazil retweeted t- it Brazil with like, oh, gosh, like, <laughs> no way. Like, I can't believe we waited three and a half hours for this shit. So all in all, um, it just needs to be quickened. And I think it, it kind even though the right result happened and, Ma- and Max won, I still feel like it dampened the whole thing. Yeah, it did. I, 100%. It did, because we didn't know whether to celebrate it and under review and, for me, I don't want to be refreshing Twitter or whatever for three, three and a half hours afterwards. It, you know, I was it, trying to get on yeah. with my evening and I'm like, well, actually, I don't know if the F1's you know, changed or not. And it just needs to change. It literally needs to be like just before the podium, as you say, delay the podium by 10 minutes. They have 15, 20 minutes to decide. If they can't decide, it's a racing instant. Like, yeah. Simple as. They, they have VAR in front of them. Exactly. They literally have all of the angles. Make a bloody decision. But that's the thing. I don't, I don't know... What apart from speaking with the drivers and the teams about the incident, which is as we've lined out ridiculous, what were they looking at that determined like what were they what what had to be poured over so much? I know. What what had to be like looked over again and again and again? Yeah. Just just look at it with your eyes. Just sort it out. And sort it out. Right, okay. The, the irony that we're taking right, three hours. This positive podcast yeah, has gone downhill. <laughs> the irony that we're talking for three hours about stewarding decisions. Well, Not they're providing hours, us with loads fine. of content, so maybe they should keep it up. <laughs> right. Um, just before we move on from stewards, one more question from Adams underscore Brock underscore zero two. Do you reckon a penalty would have been applied if the incident at Canada didn't occur? So this was a big thing, right? Because everyone was worried that because of what happened in Canada and because of the uproar, had the FIA essentially opened up Pandora's box and they have to now they have to, to everything. or, yeah. you know, have, they have to be seen to be, again, like, I don't know how you can prove consistency. Because um, they're not the same. Because they're not the same instance. Like the, you and, can't compare Vettel's instant to... No. no they're all different. And people were saying, oh, there was... There, there was contact in the Leclerc-Verstappen incident, that's but there just, wasn't contact in the Lewis-Vettel incident. And it's like, well, that, that's completely, like, that's not even what they were looking at. Mm. Two completely different rules. Yeah. So that doesn't apply. Yeah, because that was rejoining the track as opposed to causing a collision, wasn't it? And forcing another driver off the track. So yeah. two completely different regulations. Yeah. So whilst on paper they might look a bit similar. Oh, Love Island. <laughs> um, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, yeah. Or do you not watch Love Island? <laughs> where have you been? Well, maybe you're in a country where it's not on. But, yeah. What's um, that? Yeah, it's just I don't know. It was it was one of those things where I was hoping that that wasn't what was driving the reason that it took so long. Yeah. Was because they were sat there thinking, going, "What do we do?" Also, I would not have wanted to have been the person that get awarded the penalty, oh or the or the stewards that awarded the penalty when all those go to a safe house. Max fans. Maybe were there. they were waiting three hours, so they all went. They all left. Yeah, I so saw many that people. Yeah, so they could a lot get of people out were the saying that. Circuit safe. Right. Enough about stewards. Right. That's it. Done. Now we're going to talk about Gasly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the poor man. Right at M Pothoven. How on earth was Gasly lapped by race winner Max in the same car? You can tell he has absolutely zero confidence, confidence in that in car that because car. Max, uh, one of the things that was really good about Max's drive is he did all his overtakes apart from Hamilton on track. Mm-hmm. 
Gasly spent so many laps behind Raikkonen, oh, pretty much painful. the whole race. And uh, what I wrote down was it was it was like watching his career ending, him trying to get past Raikkonen. Yeah. It was heartbreaking mm. almost. He just couldn't get by. He, was he wasn't out, positioning wasn't he? He was his car. Out he had of... No confidence on the brakes. Yeah, it was. Whereas Max arrived, sad. got past, see ya. Yeah, like there, ball- there wasn't any hesitation. It was ballsy. Everything yeah. that Max did was confident, ballsy. Yeah. Get out of my way! And people like, might I'm say, through. "Oh, he's on fresher tires," but Gasly's in a Red Bull that just won the race. Well, they so can surely get past an Alpha post yeah. post race. Gasly said he that he pushed too hard at the and beginning and, and ruined his softs too hard on. Probably saw Max in front hearts. of him because Max had dropped back and went right. Here's my chance to beat. I love how Gasly got in front of Verstappen at the start and, and got overtaken within a lap, and uh, then got lapped somehow. It's so harsh, isn't it? It's it's horrible to see. And actually, Daniel Apt replied to a tweet that I put out saying that, you know, it's it's clearly just not the time for Gasly and someone else needs to have that opportunity. And he said it was a bit harsh. You know, you don't really take into account you know, drivers, you know, what they're going through and blah, blah, blah. But then I was just like, well, Kvyat was treated that way. Why should Gasly not be? And I know that Kvyat was... I mean, <laughs> at the same time, Kvyat was treated that way and was not performing anywhere near as badly yeah. as what Gasly is doing right now. So, the problem, the problem for the Kvyat situation is because Max was on his way the through the driver well. ladder, yeah. and they had to make a move because otherwise Mercedes and Ferrari would try and hire him mm. because Verstappen was proving to be like the next big thing. Yeah, um, the Red Bull driver situation is not good. To say that you had drivers like De Costa, Wamey, couldn't even get drives at Torosso, mm. and now they've just fired. Dan Tictum. Yeah. Uh, they don't really have anyone that can jump into that seat. And yeah. with uh, what Gasly, do you think? Is that why they're positioning O'Ward? Yeah. Where he is now. Yeah. He's kind of being lined up as the next. But even then, you wouldn't. The Red Bull junior team for me was always finding absolutely mega drivers. Yeah. Vettel was incredible. Verstappen yeah. was incredible. But there's Science no one was really incredible. now. Now. Sat there they probably like... want Science back. Yeah, they might because Signs is well. What yeah, a race! I mean, we can speak about him now if we want to. I mean, Carlos Signs didn't You'll see never him. Get a three-word race review. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so um, we go, go to Signs. Yeah, actually, yeah. to be fair, let's let's have your three-word race review first, Jess, and then we'll talk about Carlos. Okay, so I thought, yeah, it's kind of all connected into how, why this race was so good. But I just decided that I love curbs. What kind of curbs? Sausage curbs. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So Jess loves sausage curbs, and I do. Uh, yeah, what, why is that? I guess because we touched on it, it was it just proved that if you stop allowing drivers to take the piss with track limits, um, then they kind of enable the kind of more open runoff area track, tracks and make them more like street circuits almost. Yeah. They obliterated their car if they, they did. took the runoff area. Yeah, the amount of front wings Literally, that went. It was so, it was just so good. It wasn't good to watch. It was good to watch and it wasn't good to it watch. It was good to watch. It was brilliant to watch on Friday practice because it was the top three teams that just kept going through front wings. Mm. Um, and it even got to a point where, who was it that pretty much said that they'd run out of front wings and if they did it again, that would they'd have to call for more to be sent to the track. Jesus. I imagine that was a smaller team, if anything. But Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just, it was just, and it gave us such a mix, mix up of, of, of uh, the orders. And as, as we kind of touched on before, practice was screwed for everyone. Then we had Lewis 
damage his during the race. Yeah, I think and... Bottas, yeah, fair play to Bottas, actually, in practice, who uh, made the mistake, ripped the both front tyres mm. off his car and came out afterwards and said, I made a mistake, I should be punished. So fair play to him for... And I think Hamilton but said the same... that was just him getting a swap run, wasn't it? That yeah. wasn't anything to do with the curbs. But just the fact really. that track limits, because he, he'd said in the past, we need gravel. Yeah. We need gravel, we need... And that's where the gravel uh, was, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. That, that's another... It was a strange place to lose it, wasn't it? But um, yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. I think the curbs are a good solution to not having walls, yeah. you know, and not having the Paul Ricard of, of last time, yeah. which was just a joke. But it, know, was, it was hilarious that Horner came out on oh, Friday saying that... Oh no, they they shouldn't be there. They need to be looked at because they're too tempting for the drivers. Don't, Don't use drive them. them then. What? Don't drive on them. I mean, what, how, what part of there's a massive, great big bit of concrete that's going to rip your entire car yeah. to shreds. What part of that is tempting? I don't think it'll be tempting when that happens and no. like your front wing goes no. flying and you're in the wall. No, so. and also just stop abusing track limits. If that's the rule, if the rule is the edge of the track is there, then, yeah. then don't hit the freaking kerb. Hamilton didn't listen to that, did he? I no, mean, he didn't. It's not like he was watching any of the TVs around the circuit either because, I mean, the amount of replays we saw of him going through turn one, just mounting that thing... He loved it, didn't he? Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe I'm surprised Mercedes tempting. didn't go, stop doing that. You're literally <laughs> going to break the car. And he's yeah. probably just gone jog on. Um, Sailend Rabithababu says, can we have another race in Austria? Yes, sure. If it's 51 degrees. But, but yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. knowing 51 knowing degrees us. in a crazy practice session. Just anywhere, 51 degrees in a crazy practice session, right? Yeah. Now we get on to Carlos Sainz. Okay. Carlos Sainz. I mean, we didn't see him. But no. he did well. <laughs> yeah. That's again, this... this to be fair to TV yeah, we, direction we can again. Him off this week. The race was so good that you weren't really going to show science. It would have been yeah, nice to yeah. see some replays. Uh, replays would have been replays nice. Been there nice were lulls in the race where they could have shown. I managed to find uh, some footage of his drive, and he made a lot of overtakes. They, it wasn't just all pit lane overtakes. He was making moves, and he did stay out quite late. He was genuinely. And... Awesome. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did. McLaren is looking He did good. 41 laps on the mediums in his first stint. It's good memory. Yeah. Not from this Not from this spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> 41 that's in, laps, that's, that's impressive. That's incredible. Considering he was in the field as well, he would have had a lot of, you know, sort of heat management, etc. Because um, I think he said in his uh, post-race interview that he just took the first few laps pretty easy. He wasn't going to burn out his tyres immediately because that's, you know, what the likes of Gasly did. You know, he pushed too hard, tyres went. And that's not what a 51 degree track temperature kind of race is it's all about yeah. managing in, in a lot of ways but it's it's really impressive to see Carlos I feel like he's kind of evolved in a lot of he's ways coming into and, his own. and I think Lando again is really pushing him in that sense and again just like France they're both McLaren they're flying amazing yeah I mean they Lando, seem to be best of the best of the rest let's do a quick shout out to Lando as well giving it to Hamilton at the start of the race that was so I was that was so good. The to thing watch. I really like about that is there's so many times where a midfield driver gets ahead of a Mercedes or a Ferrari or a Red Bull and just goes, "Oh, it's probably not worth it. There's no mm. point fighting it." Fair play for him he's getting his elbows out and going, stuck yeah. in. Yeah, I'll, and, I'll and against Vettel, and again, yeah. like he's yeah. like he, he yeah. put his big boy pants on that race and was like, "I'm going for it." Yeah, and, he and was that was so. It's just so exciting because you just know if if McLaren carries on with the development and the progress. Mm. Then, then they're going to have to watch out for end. those guys. Yeah, like Red, sure. Bull, Red Bull are going to have to start worrying about, and especially Gasly, um, they're going to have to start really worrying about him. Yeah. Uh, both of them. So, I mean, I, I've always, I've always quite liked science ever since I think um, Baku last year. 
um, I, I started watching him and going, he's actually, he's coming into his own now. Like yeah. He's maturing as a driver and he's really exciting to watch. And this just proved it yet again. That, and he, cause he, not only that, but he, he set fastest laps. He did, yeah. And at one point he was running like half a second quicker than everybody. Yeah, he even said that, that in his post for his interview. He's like, I saw it up on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, I set fastest lap, oh my God. <laughs> but he, he's done, he did that in Monaco as well. He set a fastest lap. Mm. So in the McLaren, like I know he, they're not, you know, if, if as soon as one of the top teams decide they want fastest lap, yeah, they, they can it, take but, it. Yeah. But it's great to see. It's that. so good to, to see. And it just means that there's there's a, another team to get excited about in, in terms of the championship. And also highlights strategy again. Yeah. Being great because he's going 40 laps on the mediums. Yeah. Because the only person that went longer was uh, Ricardo, but he didn't he have a nowhere. good race. He was just kind of crawling around, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, we had that very uh, interesting moment with Lando, Ricardo, and uh, Gasly, didn't we? Mm. Uh, where when he licked came the over envelope. The team radio, uh, <laughs> licked the envelope, according the envelope to Crofty. Or maybe a package delivery. That was cringe. That was not the quote, I don't think. Or something like that. But no, as in, as oh, in right, the original right, yeah, quote. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, have <laughs> you, you learned Crofty's quote? <laughs> um, but yeah, a, a lot of people, I guess, kind of forget Carlos Sainz, you know, back in the early days at Toro Rosso. He was there or thereabouts with Verstappen, wasn't he? He was... He could have been picked yeah, for yeah. Red Bull. It was, the reason, I don't want to say no, too no, many bad things about Max. No, know, the, reason, the reason he didn't get picked, to be fair, is I think he was genuinely good enough for Red Bull, but... It was relationships, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so uh, he's definitely coming of age, and I'm, I'm really interested to see how those two stack up by the end of the year. Because if, if you cast our minds back to Australia, you know, when we were talking about Lando being very tentative about going for a move and now you've got him going around the outside of Hamilton or the inside sorry of Hamilton and, and that sort of thing yeah. like, I just I would be happy to be I'm, I'm happy that I've been proved wrong about science because in the past I thought he was a little bit overrated and he has been like absolutely brilliant recently yeah. and fair play he's driving so well Here's hoping McLaren continue to close the gap so we can have uh, more than just three teams getting on the podium. Yes. Now, shout out to our, uh, this this tweet. It's amazing. Uh, it's about Mercedes and the dominance. I, I referred to it earlier. Um, J- at Jatoffel, um, we're talking about the Mercedes having problems with overheating. Uh, so if FIA can't stop Mercedes dominance with the 2021 rule change, will climate change be our only hope for good racing? Scientists say that 2040 could become the year in which all races are too hot for Mercedes. Wow. So we've only got you know twenty years to go until cl- the actual weather. And I'm sure in twenty us. years Mercedes will yeah. do nothing to fix overheating. And I'm sure in twenty years we'll still even we'll all have be electric. F1. Yeah, yeah, we'll all be going. Around Positive news: Mercedes will be dominating until the sun burns out. <laughs> <laughs> Until we all die. Fantastic. The, face of the, the positive podcast continues. Anything else to add about the race before we go into our favourite time of the podcast? Any other notes? Any other things in your spreadsheet? Or no, anything? no, I think oh, that's done. Good. You're done, so. Okay. And now it's time for ABCDF1. Need our own little, like, proper Rory. Jingle. You're going to have to make, like, a jingle for it. Yeah, stop shaking your head. You're doing it. Right. We're doing it in order today. Mercedes, the overheating team. Lewis Hamilton, what are we giving him for his race? I'm going to say a C. Yeah, a C, C, I would agree with. Oh my God, we all agreed. Wow. Can we just write this down? We agreed. Can we just quickly talk about the quali incident and the grid? And again, no one knows. The funniest thing is, no no one is bothered now Mercedes didn't win the race. If. Mercedes had won the race, we would have had so many questions. Why did Lewis oh, Hamilton yeah. get a two-place grid slot when he had... 
but we, we actually released a very we good did. educational video on Instagram mm. which showed that Magnuson moved down and then there was a vacant spot from where he moved it, from. Hamilton moved into that spot and then the grid gets bunched up again. So it's as if yeah. Magnuson hasn't moved when his penalty is applied, right? Yes, it is a rule because McLaren... So unfortunately for Lando, he didn't make the place up. But unfortunately, it is McLaren's fault because they were getting... 400 place grid penalties for every race when <laughs> they were at the Honda <laughs> so it's the only way they could it's the only way they could do it yeah uh, I, I and that rule days. that rule oh, is in a place 70 place grid penalty it, huh? yeah. it was because, just just a freaking joke yeah, wasn't it like, like, change the whole car it's fine. especially when it came up on like the TV titles yeah <laughs> 400 place grid penalty. Alonso will be starting from sector two. People were losing their mind over the Hamilton thing, but George Russell went (laughs) up a place. Yeah. Even though he had a three place grid penalty. Yeah. uh, I mean, unfortunately, he had to start from the pit lane in the end, but. Yeah, but I mean, he. Still beat his teammate by an absolute mile, didn't he? But we'll talk about Williams when we get on to Williams. Kibitzer was driver of the day. How the hell that happened, I do not know. That's the biggest meme. Um, Valtteri Bottas. C. C. Yeah. I mean, he finished on the podium, I guess, so. And. They had some serious issues, so. But I get like the pro. I think, but to be fair, both Mercedes just were limping dogs, really, weren't they? Mm. They just they they just rolled over any time any car came in close to them. But I do for some reason that the when Max passed Valtteri, it was just a joke. It, he just he, he didn't even try and place his car in a I think point. he knew it was, it was done. It was, it was done. done. I know, but do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I know, obviously, we want to see him go for a defensive move, but I guess I can understand him in the cockpit going, well, "It's absolutely not a chance I'm keeping for Stappen behind yeah. with my temperatures. I'm trying to keep third here and keep he's Vettel thinking, behind." And, he, he did, and Hamilton, he's probably thinking. He was he, of Hamilton. He yeah, was lucky Vettel didn't pit earlier for his change of tires because. And then had a good pit stop. But yeah, and ha- yeah, exactly. Vettel would have had he would have had him, had him easily had and him. got third. But yeah, Botta- it's just Mercedes, just a couple C. of C's, isn't it? Really, mm, that's uh, rare. Ferrari, Sebastian Vettel. I good think he race. drove a pretty good race. Yeah, B. yeah started ninth, flew through the field right at the beginning. He did, and he showed his like because I felt like one thing we'd lost, and I don't know if it was just because of the multitude of things that have kind of gone on this season and and lack of confidence in the car and all, and all that. But we, I, you saw that. Vettel spark again, mm. the one that you remembered why is a four-time world champion. He almost crashed across the finish, uh, really pushing. Yeah, he, 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 he was trying to get fast as that. Yeah, he must have been, and he was trying to catch um, Bottas because yeah. he had the tyres at the end. That was really exciting to watch. I miss, I miss the days of someone on fresher tyres just absolutely going balls to the wall at the end and just yeah. flying through the field and making up three seconds. Yeah, he, he went else. for a two-stop strategy, didn't he? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, which was which was interesting, and and I think. The good move, really, yeah. because he knew yeah. as soon as yeah, Verstappen exactly. went through, not a chance of making gonna... any more positions yeah. up. Let's go for something quick. And yeah. to be fair, a bit lucky to get Hamilton only what like two laps before the end, but it well, worked out. And forced him time, to make an error because yeah. Hamilton locked up. Yeah, this Hamilton time was it was done. the opposite problem as well. They were so focused on Leclerc winning, they forgot his tyres. <laughs> the other way around. Normally, they just yeah. forget Leclerc's even in the race. How, I don't understand how that can happen. I mean, I'm sure that that anybody who works in a garage like that could tell you a multitude of reasons why that would happen. But yeah. when half your pit crew's out with tyres, how is your other half not there? Yeah, were they trying no to block communication Bottas? Because the, guy the initial runs thing, out with the I, wheel. Thought, I thought that's genius. They're coming in to delay Bottas's pit stop a bit. Yeah. And it, that's going to help 
Leclerc, but then unfortunately that went downhill massively when they didn't have the tyres ready for it. Yeah, it was but, crazy. Um, anyway, so Vettel, should we go for a B? B. B. Yeah. B? Okay. But a good B. A good, good B, B, a B plus, but we don't give pluses. Charles Leclerc. A. Yeah. I'm, I mean, he did nothing wrong. And just no. did nothing wrong. He was on a. pole, so you've got, got to give pole. him credit. Pole's yeah. my birthday. Thanks, Charles. That gave me a good day, at least. Glad my birthday wasn't on the race day. <laughs> that would have been oh, slightly more dull, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. A. Charles yeah. drove fantastically. got pole. And I think he drove to the limitations of that Ferrari, really. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe, obviously, we don't watch the entire race on board with him, but looking at the gaps from him to Vettel, it, it wasn't a huge gap. So no. maybe he could have driven slightly better, more consistently. I don't know. We don't, he we was don't asking things, throughout, but, though, like, when do I need to push? When yeah. do I need to push? So he was he was listening for feedback and trying yeah. to do everything that he could to maintain everything and keep the lead. It was just a shame that... It was the wrong strategy in the end. Yeah, I liked yeah, his "leave me alone" message as well. Yeah, yeah. Why, why do engineers think that oh, he's he cares? He you. can see him. Uh, in, I've got mirrors. Yeah, I've Thank got you. mirrors. <laughs> I know I'm about to lose this race. I need to concentrate. I guess it's just to let him know that he's got DRS. Yeah, maybe. So, so as soon as you get to that DRS zone, mate, leave me alone. you need to position your car. But I, and special props for his defending because until lap sixty-two, where I think he should have gone to the inside and yeah. covered that, but. Yeah, he because he has a straight line speed. Obviously, this is at 200 miles now, so I'm not blaming him. But in hindsight, looked better because I think a lot of people defended to the inside, didn't they? Had a, mm. a worse run out of turn three. It's something that I think at the start of the season, one thing I thought about Charles was that he's he's very much Mister Nice Guy, and whether he will change his approach, obviously. The polar opposite is Max Verstappen, who is yeah. just I'm going to push you off the track and yeah. get his elbows out. For me, Leclerc didn't show that sort of ruthless, I'm going to win this race when he moved to the outside. I'd like yes. to see more. I know he was screwed on tyres, but hopefully I'd like to see in the future him really getting his elbows out to try. I can see why defend. he did it. I'm not, I'm not going to blame him for going to the left because that could have worked had Max not executed as well as he did because that could have easily worked and he could have got the undercut. But the way in which he tried to accelerate and then Max was there like, oh, no, I'm here. Hi, yeah. sorry. Hi. You're going to have to go round me. Yeah. yeah. So I think Max played it brilliantly. So we'll give Charles an A. Yeah. Red Bull, Max, A star. A star, A-star. easy. Oh, yeah. I don't know, because he didn't get pole. And usually we only give A stars if it's a clean sweep. You can't not give him an A star. He's got... It was a better drive than... Just you valued your life. Yeah, that was the best drive. Not because I don't want to deliver it. I know what you're saying. I'm trying to keep consistency here, guys. We're not the FIA. (laughs) (laughs) I I have to give him an A star. He loved his teammate. It was one of the best races. It was amazing. Yeah, okay, I agree. His overtaking moves were sensational. Yeah. Gasly. Is there an ABC? No. Uh, yeah. F, yeah. Whatever the lowest, what the lowest is, you, ungradable. Yeah. Um, he just needs to sort his life out. Uh, I, I read that he had been running Max's setup or something, and, and that was something that someone sent me and was He has no confidence in the car at all, no. does he? It's uh, sad to watch. It's almost like in, when you play the F1 game and you're like, can I have your setup, please? Because I don't know a setup yeah. and then you don't like it. Uh, Renault, Daniel Ricciardo. <sighs> Another anonymous sort of race for Renault where they don't. Ricardo was just left out there to dry, thinking, let's hope for a safety car or something. Yeah, C. C. I didn't really see much of them, did you? Mika Hulkenberg, I don't think I saw him once. (laughs) I have no notes against Hulkenberg. No notes? Nothing. So that's a C. Haas, I mean, he gave two what places. is oh, Haas. going? Yeah, yeah. Their race pace is absolutely dreadful. Did you see uh, Magnussen? Yes. They had an interview with him and said, uh, "You were you, what was wrong? You were slow. Uh, you're 
racing the Williams, Williams. and he was like, no, I know it wasn't. I was slower than Williams. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Mate, he is not he, happy at the yeah. moment. Not and Magnuson's, Magnuson's lap, did you hear how much he was buzzing about that? That was one of the qualifying laps of the season for me. Him to get fifth in a yeah. ass was unbelievable. And then dropped to tenth, didn't he? Because he had the yeah. penalty. But he was buzzing after that lap. But And then just nowhere. They have... they. Have decent qualifying pace. He had to pit early, didn't he, Magnuson? Oh, he had a penalty. Yeah, the penalty. Yeah, 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 yeah. penalty for being just, out, of, out of shape. Because he rolled on the grid or something, doesn't he? He was yeah, outside he of his box. Forward, yeah. yeah. And then, okay. <laughs> I just saw the hand come from Rory. Like, Has it stopped? Uh, we can, can continue, right, Rory? Okay, brilliant. Um, but yeah, a lot of people decided to pick a screenshot where Max's car was exactly the same part of the grid as Kevin's and decide, oh, the FIA are so inconsistent. It's like, well, it no, that's not, forward, that's though, not the he? reason yeah. why. It's not because of... It was because he rolled back and forth, wasn't it? Yeah. Like that. But yeah. Uh, so let's give uh, Haas a, uh, some ratings then. So This is so difficult because it's not really the driver's fault that the car is just woeful. Yeah, because Magnussen had a great qualifying, but then just no way in the race. Grosjean D. Yeah, D. Kevin uh, Magnussen, Grosjean, C. Grosjean's got to be a D, yeah. Yeah, and Magnussen, C. Just C. because the qualifying that was yeah. so special. All right, C. McLaren, Carlos signs, A. 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 Yeah. Done. Lando Norris, A. a. Done. Oh. Oh. Was there a B coming from Jess? No, well, surely not. He, he's in third and lap one, and you're going to give the man a B. We didn't stay third, did he? <laughs> Shock. He's on a bicycle compared to the Mercedes. <laughs> no fair. I just, I'm, I'm, I think. I was a bit disappointed with him getting to third and dropping so quickly to eighth. Or but it seventh, was always, it was. yeah. So he, I mean, he only lost a place from his quali mm-hmm. position. So and he sick. had Vettel behind him. And he had Vettel behind him. And Gasly. So out of there. place. I just, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's an A drive yet. I think it's a very good B. Very good. I'm thinking A. Okay, he's the best of the Well, I'm getting out of the anyway, so I don't even know why I'm talking Who's about it. Yeah, we've agreed. Who's the best of the midfield, right? Huh? Who's the best yeah, of the midfield? That's the rest. Winner of F1.5. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, sorry, Jess. This time you have been affected. Well, that's, that's every time. No, we've agreed no, up until this I point. I sometimes disagree. Sure. Racing points. Oh, Where I mean, were they? I mean, Another are they racing team. for any points? I don't think they are. Oh, they see what you did there. Sergio Perez didn't see him. Neither did us last time. He came 11th. Did, did Perez? He did a one. It's kind of he gained two BLC. positions, and then, and then Stroll, Stroll just finished where he qualified. Yeah, Stroll didn't really. Where, where did he All finish? Fourteenth. Right. Fourteenth. Yeah, Perez, so Stroll usually picks up in the race, but yeah. didn't this time. Perez C, Stroll B. Yes, C and D, Jess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's so hard to rate the <laughs> the people that you especially seen. when you never see them. Uh, the oh, entire I saw race. them in that one replay. Uh, Alfa Romeo, Kimi Raikkonen. That oh, has to be an A. That's an A. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. Okay. <laughs> I you stopped agree. and I was like, what are you going to say? Plus the fact that he managed to keep, well, I mean, we've, we've kind of said that Gasly's not exactly that on difficult the to keep. Oh, what? You are on a roll, sir. Thank you. The, the coffee's starting to hit again. Um, <laughs> right yeah, but he just made, he just schooled Gasly. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Absolutely. He did. And made it very painful for everybody else to watch it as a Red Bull fan. So yeah, yeah. I'll agree it with that. It was great. I mean, he was up in fourth at one point. Yeah, that was people impressive. People that didn't, haven't seen yeah. the transfers for this year, they probably think he's still in a Ferrari. Ferrari. Get out of my head. Stop it, you saucy minx. Um, <laughs> oh Kimi guys, get a room. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll give him an A. Uh, and then Antonio, I've got to give him a B. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd yeah, go yeah. with a he B. Had a solid, yeah. He had his first career point. His first haircut. Had his haircut, which I was actually a little bit... Uh, watching it, I was like... Is that abuse? Yeah, yeah I thought that I was, like, was a bit of a dick move. Borderline abuse. Uh, the guy loves his hair. Uh, I've spoken to him and he told me all about his Italian 
Barbara. L'Oreal type thing that he okay. uses. And, I was going to say, I was really, he loves his luscious really locks. wondering what you were going to say. <laughs> he loves his barber. Um, so God knows what he's going to do with his hair next time. Will he have to change it? Because it was a big chunk. Um, anyway, we'll find out in the next episode of Silverstone. Antonio Giovinazzi, B. Uh, Toro Rosso, Daniel Giviet. Apparently had power issues all weekend. Toro Rosso again. And a Kivyet, bit anonymous. Did you see, I mean, Kvyat, Quali, he running into all that traffic on the end of his lap. That was scary. That was that insane. That could have been catastrophic. Li- yeah. Genuinely, that could have been mount into the crowd. He, well, he said, I could, have, I could have killed someone. Yeah. The closing and speed is horrifying. You see the gif going round and round. You're yeah. like, oh my God. So just for that, A star for not killing anyone. <laughs> so uh, that gets an A star. <laughs> yeah. For not killing someone, Jess. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, what, what, where DC did he start and finish? Like he, was... he, uh, he qualified 16th, finished 17th. That's a D, if I've ever yeah, seen it. And then Alban... Uh, Alban qualified 18th and finished 15th. I think Alban maybe a C. Yeah. He, What's Again, going on with him. the midfield? Torosso Toro were like unbelievable yeah. and now they're nowhere. It must be really annoying for the drivers because Tororosso really will want a quick car, especially yeah. Alban because he's thinking Gasly's under threat here. Yeah, they're both. I, I need another. Is it China? Yeah. He had that epic performance. Yeah. He needs yeah. another China yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to put Well, they his... need the car. Just, it's just yeah. nowhere at the moment, isn't it? And finally, Williams, George Russell, I'm going to give a. him... Oh, okay. I was going to say B, but uh, a, straight into the A just for fighting the Haas. He was fighting the Haas. He was he fighting Kvyat. He overtook Kvyat at one point. He got two he was... cars in one move at one point. Yeah. Did he? he was quality. He was racing. Was it, it was a Haas and, and Robert. He, got, he yeah. took them both and made it... Because he started from the pit lane as well, didn't he? He, was... he made it look easy. Easy yeah. peasy. And I don't think it is in that, Williams. No. Although, Tractor. Although it was kind of the first signs I think this was said on the coverage the first signs of some form of progression for the Williams yeah. if, we, if we've like given no. him sort of <laughs> B's every time for being kibitz we have to give him yeah, an A. A for racing any midfield any in that car yes. it's fair play I agree George Russell A Robert Kubica no A, A star because he got driver oh, of the, he, got driver of the he was so good how did that happen what how did that I, I genuinely thought it was a meme I he got by the Dutch fans how Yes. Because all the Dutch fans Good were in point. the stand. Verstappen literally they had won. No, they had no mobile they must signal because they're in the stand. It. They geo-blocked so it so they couldn't get online. Well, I don't get it. I think all. it was... Uh, they're well-known Polish fans for, you know, being absolutely hardcore. I remember when Kubica was in F1 before his accident and he was amazing. He'd just win every poll, no pun intended. Uh, hey. for, uh, because all the Polish fans would just... Not sabotage, but find, en- find any poll and go, yes, let's vote for Kibitza. Yeah, yeah, fair. There must have been um, some kind of... Because do you remember Harry Anto won Driver of the Day and they had to go, no, no you're not allowed no, please, this. Please, please, please go away. Yeah. Fair. ruined it, but Max, but genuinely, Max, Max was Driver of the Day. Max was Driver yeah, of the Day. 100%. Uh, predictions for Austria. Let's go through what we all predicted. Oh, here we and, go. And oh my goodness. Jess, before the podcast last time out, said, Matt, you can't constantly predict shawl things. And I was like, no, I'm feeling it. So firstly, Verstappen to dive bomb Bottas for P2. Yes. WTF1. That is. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Yeah. I forgot that. And I remember just at the end of the race, I was like, what did I... <laughs> I just looked at my audio listeners it's I was staring a, at my phone. such a specific yeah. thing to go that specific and then not even Verstappen to dive bomb Bottas. For, for P2. P2. I should stop putting I think, I think that's a, I think that's our first double point. Yeah. I, I'm going to say we get a double point. Double point for that? Yeah, you can have a double oh point for that. What? How? 
We have Done listening points, to the founder of WTF. Why do we have a double point? Yeah. He just got it correct. It was his it's, choice to make it that specific. If you go bold, if you go bold, you go, you go to work at home. Don't swivel on that. I mean, you literally gave me a prediction and said brackets bonus point for me if this happens. Yeah, because I I specified there was a bonus point. In fact, that's a triple point because I've put Verstappen to dive bomb. Then I've added the variable of Bottas. Oh, and then God. I've added another variable Get for P2. in the bin. Okay, two points. Thank you, Tommy. And Charlotte Claire wins. That's oh, I think half a point. Half a point. What? Half a point. Because he was on pole and only and the last one. But he didn't 67 win. Laps. He didn't win. Or 69 laps. He didn't win. Does it say Charles Leclerc wins? For and gets pole. If you... you'd have said, if you'd have said Charles Leclerc gets pole, no, there's a typo. Wins. wins qualifying. I, I forgot to add that bit. No, I'm joking. That's fine. You can... no points. I'll have two points for the first one, so I got two points out of two. Yeah, yeah cool. Jess, I am. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> me I love right this now. so much. Well, let's talk about yours. A team will double DNF. No, no one DNF. Zero. Literally nobody. Uh, that's Race minus rundown was one difficult. point because. Uh... No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's not like there's a tally. We need to go back and tally this. Uh, a team will double DNF. Uh, no one DNF. So race rundown was very difficult this uh, this week, and the pole sitter won't win the race. I mean. Oh, it's just such an easy prediction, isn't it? Excuse me? Such an easy prediction. <laughs> so, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this literally bait Jess time? <laughs> it has turned in that, so that, into that way, yes. Yeah, so what? So that's one point. Yeah, one well point. Done. Well done. Well done. Congrats. Tommy, commentators will make bad sound and music cliches. So many. Yeah, you messaged uh, Jess in the chat. I think you so said that. So I think uh, Brandall said it in practice, didn't he? He did. And then everyone just just The hills it are alive with the, the sound time. of F1. Can we can we try just be a can little we, bit more yeah creative. be a bit more original next year such a cliche isn't and it? helmet Marco will make some savage comment about Gasly during the weekend which he did he said that his performance was unacceptable which I'd say is pretty savage for your own driver I think that one's a very sa- I mean both of those predictions although slightly you know quirky are very safe I believe so disgusted excuse me uh, two out of two sorry you get one, <laughs> one point for your Verstappen right before you uh, you actually it's alright when it's working fine. your way isn't it Tommy yeah <laughs> and the fans Jane Eyre 11 Bottas 2.0 will actually turn up nope technically beat Hamilton so half a point what and uh, yeah fair no Matt no underscore. do not no way no way I will get up and leave I will leave right now I'm enjoying oh, this I, a lot I really um, want to see your predictions what? My ones for later. Yeah. Come Half on. a point. Matt Sa- underscore safety car. It. safety car lap one. No. The Kevin Van Dyke Gasly will not make Q3. No. No. So no, yeah. fan, no fans got any points. Unlucky. Soz. I would have given you half a point, but no worries. Predictions for the British Grand Prix. Oh, so, mine. Hamilton will be fastest in practice qualifying and win the race. And Ferrari will be over half a second slower than Mercedes in qualifying. Simple. I think it will just be another Mercedes fest. It will be standard British weather. Twenties. Wasn't last year though, was it? What do you mean? Which bit? Hamilton didn't win Silverstone last yeah, but year. Mercedes will win. He had 100%. an awful, awful time. He had an awful, <laughs> awful time. <laughs> an awful time. But yeah, I think Mercedes will just dominate, and it will be back to oh, F one's rubbish. Next. It's your. It's your one next. Oh I've no, 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 no it's me. Um, track limits will be an issue because people tend to get a bit. Through Stoke Corner, I believe it'll be yeah. uh, cops as well. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they like to they like to run off. Tell you what, we need there some sausage curbs. Sausage, give it some, some sausage. sausage. 
Um, and I've said Sky will have a tea party with the British rookies on the start straight. Oh, that's, a, that's a very good... I will give you yeah, that. Yeah, you deserve two prediction. points if that becomes if, three. Okay, but, okay. But, but my bonus point is that Lando will only drink the milk that's on like, offer oh, and milk. not the tea. Yeah. Okay. Did you see that McLaren video where he threw the monster munches in the bin? Yes, and just drank what all the milk. disgusting so. man. <laughs> I was actually Can I just offended. say... Can I just say... Whoever chose the snacks for the British side... Underrepresented. It just looked like we're obese... Jaffa cakes. Sugar hungry... Like, what? No. No. You need to watch it if you haven't seen it. It's uh, interesting. I would have much rather have had Science's Spanish plates. I mean, even Lando was tucking into them, wasn't he? He was like, I'll have another one. (laughs) Put the biscuit in my mouth. The the crisp in my mouth, sorry. Biscuit. That would have been weird. Um, Right. Uh, Tommy, your two predictions... I know they've got a bromance going on, but... uh, Right. What are you suggesting, Tommy? Uh, What are you suggesting? Huh? Nothing, let's just leave it there. Carry on. Okay. Uh, PG. What are my predictions? Giovinazzi. Uh, Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi. Sorry, Crofty. Giovinazzi. Uh, We'll have short back and sides. After his point for Well, because his hair's ruined. Just go for the full trim. Okay, and... Albon will have an epic race and finish ahead of Gasly. Fair. Yeah, sure. Got All right, bold, Toro, right? so that will be back on the pace, you reckon. And the fans, at underscore Mocorn underscore, Lewis Hamilton will say best fans. I mean, that's, that's one point already. That's, I mean, yeah, let's just that's award that now, win. you know. Yeah. Uh, 12 Bar Boy, we can leave the circuit with no ongoing stewards investigations. Let's well, that's pray. no points. And uh, Kwai Forks, gone for the queue, nice. Uh, Williams, fasted, fastest pit crew, fifth week in a row. The only thing they're going to win this season. It's been Kubica every time as well. Really? Did you know that? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Because it's, it's, it's the same pit crew, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, well. So what, I wonder what it is about, maybe his, maybe his car's lighter. There are rumours that <laughs> the way he enters the pits is slower, so it gives them more time and to... See, <laughs> sl- speed would make more sense than... He can't, they can't hit the pit limiter, is that what you're saying? So they just get just rolling even yeah. slower. Okay, fair enough. Sorry, Williams. Um, that is it. For the Austrian Grand Prix podcast, we had positivity, we had anger towards the stewards, but most of all, we're happy that Formula One gave us a good race, aren't we? Let's let's do it again sometime. Let's do it in two weeks' time for the British Grand Prix, eh? Please. Well, we can hope. Please. Please, F1. Please. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Please, if you're listening in audio, give us a five-star review. If you don't, we'll hunt you down. <laughs> uh, wow. We know where the you live. sinister look into the We'll hunt you down well. and have a tea party with you. Okay, cool. That's it. Thank you so much. Let us know in the comment section below any comments about anything. And we'll uh, <laughs> just reply what are you doing? to some. What are you doing today? What are you up to? What are you up to? Yeah. What are you up to? Yeah. I just want to know. Lovely long time and goodbye. Bye. Bye.